Some of you who are long-time listeners of the show, y'all already know what I'm going to say, right? Let the kids play! Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. Happy... (laughs) Happy penultimate closing day, I guess. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And thanks for tuning in or listening, whatever the case may be. Uh, Just a reminder that this episode is brought to you... Well, by a number of sponsors, but today it is sponsored by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. And if I go on GameTime, you know what, I'm just going to go on GameTime right now, you know, j- just for the hell of it. Actually, you know what, I'll save that for the first intermission break, but I'm going to hit the GameTime app before heading to the break. So, yeah, sorry for screaming into your ears. The first 10 seconds, but for those of you that have been, you know, long time listeners of the podcast for the past four years, y'all know that's been like one of the number one things that I have said for the past four years. I've used that phrase, let the kids play. This is more of a plea to Dallas Eakins to let the young guys get some playing time. I said this when Trevor Zegris came up. I said this when Jamie Drysdale came up. I said this when Mason McTavish came up. As soon as I saw that there was going to be some young guys playing yesterday, I was like, oh, let them play some big minutes. Like, please let this happen. Well, Dallas Eakins, knowing that he's likely on his coaching death knell this week, and knowing that he's a lame duck, he's like, you know what? F it. We're out of it. Put them all in. Put... Bo Gruen, put Nestorenko in, put McTavish in for all the minutes, even though he got hurt later on, um, put Drew Hellison in there, and Jackson Lacombe making his NHL debut, that is right, Jackson Lacombe, the University of Minnesota prospect, made his NHL debut last night, and this is something that I have been harping on for so long, and I truly think this is one of the reasons why the Ducks have struggled as much as they have. They've relied too heavily on, at times, a much older lineup than they should be putting out. Even though the Ducks were one of the youngest teams out there, for some reason, Dallas Eakins was putting in a slew of just veteran lineups. And when I say veteran lineups, I mean um, older lineups. When I mean older lineups, I also mean uh, slower Speed is a big factor in today's National Hockey League. It is not as much of the grind it out, hit hard type of game that we have seen in the past. It really isn't. Now, I know that there are some Ducks fans that are like going to disagree with that because they still want Nicholas Delorier back, which I'm a, like, you know, Delorier was a fine player and he could score hat tricks whenever he wants. So maybe he was part of the solution. But Delorier was still a fine player. And those kind of guys are important to a team. 
I'll grant you that. Well, speaking of Grant, that's another player that was a bit older, was the Elite One seed, Derek Grant. In fact, he was, or still is, one of the oldest players on the roster right now, along with Kevin Shattenkirk and Jakob Silverberg, who hasn't played, really. Um, last year, Ryan Getzloff was by far the oldest player on the team, and it wasn't even close, but that was also his final season. He was retiring, and Ryan Getzloff served a purpose for this team. This year, the oldest player to put on a Ducks jersey is Kevin Shattenkirk, who's currently 34 years old. His contract expires at the end of the season. So who's going to be the older players next season? Is it going to be Adam Henrique? You know what? The difference between Henrique and Shattenkirk is that Henrique can actually score, and Henrique is tied with the team leading goals. So... When I say that this team needs to get younger, I don't know how much younger it can get without getting rid of the good veterans. You know, you want to keep Silverberg around. You want to keep Henrik around. And I lied, like Silverberg actually is playing right now. He's played in almost every game this season. Um, it's Henrik who has been injured. So I kind of misspoke there. But you don't you don't want to take away from the lineup when you have some pretty good players already on your roster that are veterans. And having those veterans are important. You know, Cam Fowler, he serves an important role. Frank Vetrano, he's technically a veteran and technically one of the oldest players on the roster, along with Ryan Strom. So, yeah, you do want them around. But you also want all the guys that are 24 and under. You want the Max Jones of the world on your team. You want the Isaac Lundestroms of the world on your team. You want the Simon Benoit's on your team. You want the Pavel Regenda's on your team. I still think that Regenda should have gotten more time. You want the Lukash Dostal's on your team, and he'd better make the team next season. You want the Bogrus. You want the Jackson Lacombs. You want the Zegras, the Hellison, the Nestorenko, the McTavish, the Drysdale. I mentioned some of those players. Some of those names that I just mentioned, they could be legit all-stars of the future. Jamie Drysdale, I could see as an all-star later in his career. Mason McTavish, he could easily be an all-star later on in his career. Trevor Zegers, he's already an all-star. You see where I'm going with this? Such a slew of young talent, and there is still up-and-coming young talent down the pipeline in the next one or two years. So... If you've heard me shout this into the ethos, if you've heard me just yell this over and over and over again, I'm going to yell it one more time, but away from the microphone. That way I don't blow out your ears. But whoever is the next coach of the Anaheim Ducks, just do us one favor, just one little favor. Let the kids play! Let them play already! They're talented! They'll score goals for you. They have speed. Let the kids play. Okay. I, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm ready to head to the first intermission, aren't you? Yeah. Let, let's do that. Let's head to the first intermission before I blow out my vocal cords. I still have a hockey game to public address later. So we'll get to the game itself on the other side. But first, 
let's talk about game time. That is right. It is the place to get last minute ticket deals. And I have game time on my phone right now. And if you're an Anaheim Angels fan, I still call them the Anaheim Angels. I do not call them by their proper name. But if you want to see the Angels tonight or today at Angel Stadium, cheapest tickets, $1. You heard that right. $1. I don't know if y'all can see this, but $1. Cheapest tickets at game time. Or if you want to check out the Anaheim Ducks for tomorrow's game, well, you know, they're a little bit more pricey, but still you can get some flash deals for your phone. Um, Right now, prices are off a little bit, but still not bad. So if you want to check out the Ducks versus Kings game tomorrow, well, check out Game Time because it is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. And you get images of your seat before you buy them. So you know exactly what you're going to see when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And the tickets are sent directly to your phone. So if you want to download the Game Time app, and create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNHL to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And a little bit of good luck for you, OC Folk, episode 714. Hey, you know what? Kind of neat. 714. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the game that was last night at the Ponza between the Ducks and the Canucks. This one was kind of a weird one because first period was a tale of terrible PKs. Before last night's game, before, the Ducks were, keyword there, were among the worst in penalty killing, and they got even worse last night. They were 30th in PK. Vancouver, still worst. As of this morning... That has changed a little bit. The 32nd worst PK is still Vancouver. The 31st now belongs to the Anaheim Ducks. So they were 30th. Uh, Yeah. Last night was not helpful because the first two power plays for the Vancouver Canucks resulted in goals. Brock Besser scored his 18th. And then this other one. Just terrible defense. And I even said, imagine if the Ducks had a competent PK. (laughs) Oh, folks. Kuzmenko got his 39th of the season last night. Also on the power play. And this is something that I have harped on all season long and will continue to harp on just because I've seen how bad this team is on, on the PK. All season long. There was no urgency on the PK at all. Dostal deserves better. He deserves way better. The penalty kill just kind of allowed Vancouver players to get into the slot. And I think a couple of those guys were surprised to be that open in the slot. They were surprised. They're like, oh, 
what 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 do we, what do we do with this? Can we just tap it in here? I guess we can. All right. So that's kind of what happened there. So Dostal gave up two early power play goals, neither of which were his fault, because <laughs> Dostal deserved better on that one. So it was two nothing early on Vancouver, and then Anaheim got a power play of their own. Oh, guess what? You thought the Ducks PK was bad. Vancouver's PK was worse. That was one of the stupidest, I guess, shifts over ever. And Mason McTavish was left. He was left wide-ass open. If you leave Mason McTavish that open on a power play, you bet your ass you're going to get scored on. And that's exactly what happened. Mason McTavish made them pay. And I was so thrilled to see that because when I watched the game, my reaction is typically, okay, good goal. Okay, that's good. No, as soon as I saw him blast it, I was like, oh, 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 that was good. Oh, man. Oh, baby. That was a nice goal by Mason McTavish. And I even tweeted, this isn't even his final form yet. <laughs> Just wait. Wait until next year as I have a dog come in. Wait until he unleashes the rest of his superpower next season or the year after that. He has not even entered his prime yet. Need I remind you, by the way, Mason McTavish is only 20. I'm going to remind that for all the folks in the back. Mason McTavish is only 20 years old. Let the kids play. <laughs> so much let the kids play. Oh, wait Wait until he turns like 22, 23. He's going to blast everybody. I could see him getting like 30, 40 goals year after year for like a good four or five year stretch when he gets into his prime. So Vancouver, <laughs> yeah, you paid for that one. You so paid for that one. Then we get to the second period and probably my favorite moment of the game by far was the puck movement late in the second period. There were times where the Ducks were out shooting the Vancouver Canucks. Let me repeat that for everyone in the back. The Ducks were out shooting the Canucks. In that period, shots were 12-8 in favor of Anaheim. The expected goals in that period were 1.35 to 0.5 in favor of the Ducks! <gasps> So this is what it looks like to have a really good... Yeah, that's that's what it's like. That's what it feels like when you outshoot your opponents, when you outplay your opponents, and frankly, when you out... I, I don't want to say this, but I'm gonna. When you even out-hustle your opponents. And they did that a little bit on this game. Yeah. Especially in that little period, late in the period, where they were just kind of getting to the loose pucks. Winning the 50-50 battles. Something that they have not done most of this season. And they were doing that. So that was encouraging to watch. And then at this moment, I was cheering like crazy. Because Drew Hellison, who, if you've been watching the Goals podcast, if you've been watching the Locked On Goals on Thursdays, Drew Hellison is one of those guys that I have said should be up with Anaheim. And I think he should have been given more of a chance last year. Yeah, I'm high on Drew Hellison. 
and he showed it. He scored his first NHL goal on a nice, on a nice, just like, mm, great shot from a good distance. And Drew Hellison, welcome to the NHL. First National Hockey League goal. I'll admit I was cheering on that one. I was. Good for the kid. Good for Drew Hellison, who's worked his butt off to get to this point. Good for him. He's only 21 years old, so he's still young. But I'm hoping this is the first of many. And this was only his second game in the National Hockey League. Only game number two. And he did it. Got his first goal. I would not be surprised if he scores against the Los Angeles Kings. Because he's already got two goals against the Ontario Reign this season. This season alone, he has scored twice against Ontario. And they're playing the Kings on Thursday. (laughs) That could be a fun game. With all the kids. But congrats to Drew Hellison on achieving the goal. That was short-lived, however, because just a minute into the third period, as it was announced that Mason McTavish was out for the rest of the game with an upper body injury, we will know more about that on Thursday, JT Miller scored the game-winning goal, his 31st. Ugh. Final score, 3-2. to two. If you want to see the Ducks win, This was a painful way to lose because the Ducks outplayed Vancouver for a lot of this game. But if you're a fan of the tank, hey, I got good news for you. The Ducks are guaranteed at least top three odds in landing Connor Bedard. It's got to sound pretty good, right? Yeah, you could get a good draft pick on this one. Those top three odds could help the Ducks next season. Speaking of next season, with the Ducks' loss, San Jose cannot do worse than the Ducks. Also, as a part of Bedard Watch, I'm obliged to tell you how the other two games went. Before we get to that, I want to talk about the kids one more time. Drew Hellison, first NHL goal. Jackson Lacombe, he looks pretty good in his National Hockey League debut. Yes, the University of Minnesota alum made his debut, and you know what? He looked good. I mean, there was the joke, and I and I know even um, Steve was joking about this early on in the game. Um, Steve Carroll, Alexis Downey. By the way, um, wow, I can't believe I forgot about this. I got to give a shout-out, huge shout-out to Alexis Downey making her color commentary debut on Duck Stream. So it was Steve Carroll. Dan Wood was out. So in his place was Alexis Downey. And she was good. She did a good job. In fact, she was the first one that caught right away. That Mason McTavish was not on the bench or on the ice to start the third. So she caught it right away. And as soon as she said it, I knew that he was out for the rest of the game. And then it was announced um, just like three minutes later that McTavish was out with an upper body injury. So props to Alexis for doing a good job on that. So, you know, applause to you, Alexis. All right, now that I got that out of the way, they I, I love how they even kind of jokingly said, like, he's not 177. 
<laughs> Look, Jackson Lacombe, that's what he was listed as. He's listed as 6'1", a buck 71. He's not 171. He has filled out this season. Um, there were even some suggesting he was closer to 200. No, he's not closer to 200 yet. But I remember listening to um, or watching one of the Minnesota games. It was during the Frozen Four playoff or thought playoff. But yeah, during the Frozen Four tournament. And someone was saying, yeah, Jackson Lacombe has bulked up a little bit. He's gained about 15, 20 pounds. So he's closer to 190 right now. <laughs> not this 171. So he showed a little bit of strength, a little bit of, you know, you hit me, I'm going to check you. And that's kind of what he did. He provided a kind of spark. He provided something that the Ducks haven't seen all too much this season. I mean, he even laid out a couple of good hits. I uh, He got credited for one, oh, one hit. It really should be two hits, but he's credited with one hit. He did fine. He also got three blocks in last night's game. So I, I like his game a lot. He's got a... A well-rounded game. And that's the kind of defenseman that you want to see the Ducks have. You want to see someone that's going to get those block shots. You want to see someone that's going to play a solid 200-foot game. And that's going to lay checks. And that's going to try to prevent the offense from getting into the zone. I would like to see him play against the Kings. I really would. Yes, it's a pressure cooker game, but... You know, let the kids play. Let Benoit play. Let Drew Hellison play. Let Lacombe play. Let them all play. Let Nesterenko play. They deserve it. They really deserve it. <sighs> but still comes up short. 3-2. to two, Which leads to the tank. There is one game left in the regular season. So to quote a popular musical one game more yeah one game more yep that's it I'll, I'll talk about this in a second just to have fun but as far as the tank is concerned Columbus lost but they lost in overtime so they picked up a point the big game and this one was surprising the Chicago Blackhawks beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. So here's what this means first off for the tank. First off, it means that Pittsburgh is almost out of it. Yeah. Can you believe that the Pittsburgh Penguins, who currently still have the longest playoff streak, they are one loss away or an Islanders win away from being knocked out of the playoffs for the first time in 16 years. That's a long, long time. I'm surprised that Chicago even was in that game, much less win that game. Final wound up being 5-2 to two on that one. So because Chicago got two points, as of this recording, the Anaheim Ducks have the second best odds to land Connor Bedard with the number one pick. Got to feel pretty good about that. And still pretty decent odds to get the number two selection, which would be Adam Fantilli. And even number three, I mean, 
as long as you're top three, I think you're golden. So the Ducks right now don't have a whole lot of time. Here's what the tank schedule looks like for the rest of the season. Sharks play the Flames tonight. I am not worried about the Sharks anymore, actually, because the Sharks cannot do worse than the Ducks. So um, that's kind of inconsequential. In fact, there's really no games of consequence as far as the tank tonight. However, of big consequence for the league in general, the New York Islanders host the Montreal Canadiens tonight at UBS Arena in New York. If the Islanders win at home, they will be in the playoffs and knock out the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I think the Isles do it. I think they do it in front of their loyal home fans. I think they get it done. So that will be tonight. Thursday, big games as far as you know the Bedard watch is concerned. Penguins are playing the Blue Jackets. If the Pens are knocked out tonight by the Islanders, they might not play everybody. Columbus might swoop in there and get a point. They might. So fingers crossed on that one. And the other big game of importance, the Chicago Blackhawks have their home finale against the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm going to beg Sarah Avampado to cheer hard. For the Chicago Blackhawks on this game. I'm going to beg her to do that. And then of course Kings and Ducks. Do you want the Ducks to win that game? Or do you want the Ducks to lose that game? What do you guys want to happen in this game? I know it's the Kings. I know what you're thinking. Do you want that number one pick? I think we'll end it on that question. So before we go. (laughs) So I... I don't know how many of you know this, but I'm a bit of an actor. I've been in the theater before. And, you know, I, I still have this prop a little bit dusty right now, but I still I still have this prop from my time in Les Mis. Yes, I was actually in a production. I've been in it twice, actually, of Les Mis. And I still have my little boutonniere. You know, I, I got killed twice a night. I was part of that ABC gang that got killed at the barricade. So, of course, when I say one game more, I really mean one game more. One game more to getting bedard. (sighs) Let's hope that happens. Let's hope. All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Once again, audio usually comes first. So make sure you are subscribed to the audio side of the podcast, wherever you get it. That includes ad-free on Amazon. That includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. So check us out all on there. Also, YouTube, hit the bell. You could follow me on Instagram. Actually, I mean, you could, but (laughs) you can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. What did I do? You could drop me a line and email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And this the video may render in time, may not. I'm actually leaving early today because Coachella Music Festival is beginning this weekend. There is going to be a lot of traffic going out there. And today is the final night of Coachella Valley Firebirds hockey 
in the regular season. So yeah, we're getting down to the end. We're getting close, folks. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together. <laughs> <laughs>